0: It's the fall, the kids are back in school, but it also means it's that time of year where you got to start making vacation schedules and figuring out what you're going to do with these kids when they're not in school. So I'm looking at some travel sites today and it got me thinking about those times you've all been there where there's some overhead page on a plane where someone needs medical assistance, right? You know, I'm sure different things go through each person's head, but I think probably one of the things that every doctor goes through when this happens, or maybe even nurses, is you wish you had more information. Like, is it my field? Does what's going on on the airplane relate to what I do? Like, for me, I wish I could just find out. Like, is it a pediatric case? Because I don't do kids. Kids scare me. Or is it some drunk lady pulling off her clothes because... Man, oh, man, I don't have the energy or patience right now to deal with that. That's why I'm going on vacation. Get away from that. Somebody else can deal with that. And, you know, usually the airlines, what do they end up giving you? I mean, there's no compensation for these things. Not that I want compensation. But what they do give you often, if they don't give you a travel voucher, they give you a bottle of wine, which I would probably open if I had to take care of a drunk lady for the next three hours on a plane. And I don't think... That's going to do anything but complicate matters quite significantly. And along those lines, what if I already had a drink, right? So I don't drink very often on a plane, by the way, because I don't like to have to get up and pee and wait in those lines and use that tiny bathroom. And actually, having a beer too early for me, it gives me a headache later in the day. So I typically don't drink. But what if I'm in first class, occasionally, not a lot, I fly first class, and guess what? The beer is free, or like it's added into your ticket. You know, you can have free alcohol once you get on the flight. And I just come from a time where you don't turn down free beer. You know, raised in Cincinnati for much of my high school party career. It becomes part of your DNA. If someone says, hey, here's a free beer, man, you just take it. And then in that case, I'll take the Advil later if I need to. So you could be in that situation, or worse situations where it's obstetrics, and nope, that ain't my thing. I did three deliveries as a medical student. Two were for homeless crack addicts that had no private physician. And I don't think I will live up to the expectations of some lady and her trial lawyer husband on an airplane to delivering a baby with good medical skill. I know, the good Samaritan laws protect me, fine, but maybe I'll just wait a few minutes to see if someone else responds. And then it becomes worse because everybody knows that you didn't respond to the first two overhead requests. After you think about it for a minute or two, you know you have an obligation to act, right? Whether it's obstetrics or kids, and and you're going to act. But now you're really embarrassed that you didn't help at first, But now that things become so desperate, it looks like now you're willing to put down your iPad and finish the movie later. And everybody is now looking at me like, really, dude? You didn't hear it a few minutes ago? And by the way, you know there's like two other docs on the plane that are not responding. And once you do respond, even if it's your field, so let's say the guy's like, yeah, I have a lot of chest pain. And you think it's mostly heartburn. You see the bottle, little, one of those little bottles of whiskey that the stewardess gave him that he ordered. You're like, thinking, eh, it's probably just heartburn. But what do I know? I mean, I don't have troponin laboratory values. I don't have an EKG there. I don't know the intimate details of everything this guy has had done to him in the past, like as if everybody is willing to just divulge all their medical history right on an airplane to you. And so now you got to decide, do I divert a plane of 300 people for what's probably reflux into the esophagus, but there's this 5 to 10% chance in your mind that it could be a myocardial infarction. Is that enough right there where I should ruin everybody's vacation, miss connections, everybody's looking at you like, please God, do not divert this flight to Omaha 300 miles back. I mean, which genius really has the answer for that question? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. All right, Dr. Gil Peratt and I will catch you on the next round.